Welcome back to Show Me What You Got. Right about now, we have a real legend. And when I say legend, I mean legend by every definition of the word. Tony Burns had a chat with me about his amazing journey around the world playing professional tennis. His incredible rise to the top of papers, rocks, and scissors. I still can't believe that's a game. But hey, watch out for that because we'll be making that a big deal in Darwin. And of course, how it constantly helps people achieve greatness. Welcome to the program, Tony. First of all, tell us a little bit about the sporting side of Tony. Well, uh, thank you so much for the opportunity today. I feel um, honoured to be on the airways with you. Um, thank you, know, you my likewise. Back- <laughs> my, um, my background in sport has, um, has come from a long way away. Back when I was young, um, my parents, we lived on the Sunshine Coast, and my, um, my parents you know, said sport's a really important part of your, um, you know, to, to, to grow up, and uh, I was lucky enough to live on the Sunshine Coast and play soccer and tennis and run and... Um, yeah, it was a, it was a really great upbringing and um, very uh, privileged. And um, I um, decided that tennis was going to be my calling. Of, of, uh, and um, yeah, so I had a pretty amazing career with, with tennis. So uh, yeah, it's been a been an amazing journey. It's amazing. At 13 years old, you know, you decided you wanted to do tennis. You decided to go pro. Tell us about that experience. That was incredible, you know, I, um, growing up I was, you know, I was never, um, my parents weren't really well off, so sport was an opportunity for me to get out there and inspire and, you know, and, and aim, shoot for the stars and, you know, growing up I was never six foot four or, you know, athletical sort of point of view, but the other, one thing that I did have that my parents taught me was about believing in yourself and, you know, and having the attitude that, you know, the old Rocky style of never giving up and, and hanging in there and, and one more round. Yeah, it's been an incredible journey. You know, I was proud that, um, you know, uh, made the Australian schoolboys team, um, got a scholarship to America, and uh, then I fourth go that, and then I went on the pro circuit for three and a half years. So it was, uh, it was an incredible time. You know, um, I beat Pat Cash and put him into retirement. So that was Whoa. a bit of a claim to <laughs> Tell us about that experience. What happened between you and Pat Cash? <laughs> well, it was funny. I was about to go overseas, and my, um, my coach said, Tony, get over here. You've got... Um, Pat Cash needs to hit with somebody, so I ran across, and um, it was a Friday afternoon, and I um, was three love up, and I lost six three, and I went home, and I cried, and I thought, that's my big opportunity, and I've, I've lost the opportunity. Anyway, um, I got a phone call the next day, and, and they said that Pat wants to have another hit, and um, so my dad came across with a video camera, and uh, yeah, I beat him 6-4, and um, he smashed his racket, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, oh, Pat, can I have your racket? And um, <laughs> he got his headband, and um, yeah, it was really cool. It was um, Stripped him naked, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I would have two done weeks that. Later, two weeks later, he retired, Sydney Morning Herald, so um, pretty cool. I... Um, sort of had that on the, the mantleship is, uh, is a pretty cool thing to have, I guess. That's amazing. Now, you had that on tape, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, on tape, oh, yeah. Oh, man, I need a copy of that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you, you went ahead and you played Andrea Agassi and Pat Rafter. What, was those, what were those matchups like? Oh, that was incredible, you know. Um, I was really close to Pat, um, you know, um, to be over in Hong Kong and play Thomas Muster and hit with uh, Agassi and stuff. And just, you know, they were my idols, you know, and to be out there on the court and, and being part of that and, you know, pushing myself to become greater in the, the arena was, you know, really great experiences. Um, you know, it's amazing, as you know, Diola, um, the difference between someone who makes it to the real top level of something and who doesn't, it's a really fine line, you know, and yeah. um, it's that attitude and, and opportunity and 
hard work and sacrifice mm. and uh, you know so to be able to say that I've traveled the world and you know went to 27 countries and and, mm. and followed my dream and look it didn't make it to the top of the top where I wanted to but you know um, I gave it all I had you know and to be able to yeah. say I played against some amazing players has been incredible journey and um you know to obviously have now the opportunity to do what i do and continue sort of inspiring real change is something that um you know i'm proud of of course and they say if you aim for the stars man you land on the clouds you're definitely comfortable on the clouds right now you know this absolutely. absolutely clouds are good man all right clouds, clouds are, good. are good man i'll take the clouds anytime <laughs> you know <laughs> and the famous iron man run you know tell us yeah. about that in 2004 you went you contested in four and 18 months how is that even possible Possible. Well, it was funny. I, well, it wasn't funny. It was, it was challenging. Um, yeah, of course it was. I was inspired by a guy called John McLean, who was the first person to do the Hawaiian Ironman in a wheelchair. And um, I, um, I, I had the privilege to meet him. And wow. he was um, training at the time. I met him in Noosa. And he was being the first person in the world to swim across the English Channel and do a, an Ironman um, as a paraplegic. So um, Nike gave him $20,000 to start a foundation. So um, in 2002, he started the foundation, which was the John McLean Foundation, which raises money for kids in wheelchairs. Mm. Um, in 2004, I started as an ambassador for his foundation and raised money for the charity. Um, to date, I've, um, I've done five Ironmen and... Um, and yeah, raised over seven hundred thousand dollars for the charity. Whoa. So it's been um yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's been an amazing journey, man. Amazing. I'm I'm blown away by that, man. And and just to add to your list of accomplishments, you know, one thing many people don't know about you, but I'm one of the privileged few to know <laughs> about this. You're an Australian champion in paper, rocks and scissors. Who would have thought that is even a game? Well, Tell us exactly about right. that, man. <laughs> In 2010, down in um, Shenanigans in Mitchell Street, they had a, a competition, and I was just ready for it. And uh, well, we didn't know it was on. And the lady came up and said, "Do you want to be in the competition tonight?" And I said, "Yeah." What is it? She goes, "Rock, paper, scissors." And I said, "Yeah." Well, I've been training since I was three years old for this, so I'm ready. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, so I had to go through the whole competition. We I won. 12 rounds at night. I had to come back the next Thursday and um, got all the way to the final. They flew me down to Sydney for the Australian Championships and, yeah, mate, it was, it was one of those things that I got a trophy and um, all paid expenses and, wow. yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. Now, there's an excellent story you have about Rudy. You did meet the real Rudy, not the guy, not the, like, the real original Rudy. You did. Yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, well, that's something that's really close to my heart, Diola. You know, yeah. I was inspired by this movie. On the 17th of 7th, 95, I, I watched this movie. And then um, three and a half years later, I had the chance to actually meet him. So I was, um, I was playing professional tennis and I was um, over in Germany. I wasn't uh, doing very well. I decided to go to America for the first time. And there's 250 million people at that time in America. And the third person I meet in Chicago airport, this girl comes out of this toilets and she's got a Notre Dame jacket on. And I said, oh, have you seen the movie called Rudy? And she goes, yeah, everyone has. And I said, oh, it's my dream to meet him one day. And she goes to me, well, Rudy Rudica's brother is my teacher at my school. And it's like, what? So um, you can just imagine, you know, for three and a half years I wanted to meet this guy and, and here's this moment in time. And, um, yeah, had the chance to go out and um, I ran 11 miles out to the school um, and Rudy lives in Las Vegas, so I had the chance to um, speak to him on the phone. And then well, he actually sent me a, a flag and a signed book. 
And then um, a year later, I went to Notre Dame and I had the chance to have lunch with him on Fridays. Absolutely. Just before I let you go, I need you to give the, some words of advice to the young ones out there who want to conquer their dreams just like you have. Well, look, um, the philosophy that I had ever since is, is, you know, dream big, shoot for the stars, you know, believe in yourself, you know. Nothing happens in life unless you go out for it, you know, and mm. I'm a big believer that, you know, anything is possible, I mean, like only possibilities. My philosophy in life is uh, it's carpe diem, so I've tattooed my arm, dream, believe, achieve. So yeah. if you dream it and you believe it, you can definitely achieve it. Absolutely. Those are incredible words from Tony. Thank you so much, Tony Burns, for coming on the show with us today. Thank you for the honor, mate, and I look forward to connecting up again real soon. Anything is possible, Kappa DM. Wise words from Tony Burns right there telling us how determination and focus helps us rise to the top. Right up next, Darwin Basketball League men's champion and MVP Fred Williams will be telling us about his rise to the top of the league's competition. Stay right there, and we will be back shortly to show you what we got.